This is the Mariah Report. News, pop culture, and all things Mariah Carey. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's another week. It's the Mariah Report. I'm Martin Burgess. I'm Dan Enriquez. And uh, we got some, we, well, the biggest thing this week is we got a special guest. Our friend to the show, Michael Mart. he has a new EP out. So he's going to be joining us shortly and telling us all about that. Yes, indeed. We'll talk Mariah. We'll talk Lamely. We'll talk new music. But um, before we get into all of that, what's up, Martin? Here we are still in the LA West Coast life. Still in LA. I'm already halfway through my trip. It's already... It's going to be over soon. I have to go back to New York. Oh. I've been enjoying the weather. It's been good. Got some beach days in, which has been a nice thing to do in these, um, you know, pandemic days, I yeah, guess. Yeah, get it, get it while the people are still at home. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Did you go to the actual beach? In the water and everything. Oh, okay. Which beach did you go to? Um, well, I think it's called Zuma Beach, just by Malibu. Okay. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. I'm Ish. familiar. I'm familiar because yeah. I oh. drove by that one when I was on my way to the beach where Mariah did the Hate You video. Okay. Yeah. That's a little up north, Region. I believe. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you guess what? Yes. What? There's a phenomenon that happens on this beach that is not good. And I've never heard of it before. What and is I think it? shocking. So my friend who I was with was splashing around the water, came back and says, oh my gosh, I stepped in a tar <gasps> bubble or something. Excuse G-A-R. me? Yes. I was like, <laughs> yes. I was like, well, <laughs> turns out on the beaches here, there's, I guess, like crude oil that comes out of the ground or like it's from a spill and little blobs just float around and there's little blobs in the sand. And so you can step on it. And you will have like this tar stain on your skin. No. You get stuck. I. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a serious environmental hazard going on around here. That's. Cr- I've never heard of something like that. Yeah. And then you're. Isn't that wild? That. I'm, and you know, I'm going to have to do a whole Google search on it now. I need to watch YouTube videos and Googling. Yeah. I need images. So your friend stepped on it and then their foot is permanently black or for a couple days or something. You can wash it off with like rubbing alcohol, which everybody has in abundance right now. Oh, okay. True. Um, uh, it's like stuck. You can't just like brush it off. It's stuck to your skin until you remove it professionally. Oh my God. Or until like your skin, like, you know, like re sheds, re, <laughs> redoes itself, whatever you call <laughs> yeah. it. Oh my God. Isn't that weird? So if you're at the beach in California, watch out for tar blobs in the sand. Yes. Warning, warning, please. Tar blobs. No, I, you know, I'm not a beach person, but I do live near the water now, but I haven't like gone to like the sand part of it, but there's parts that are like off the beach where you can like sit and like, you know. Yes. Like, look. Yeah, you can, you can just sit and observe. <laughs> like you don't have to like get in the water. Um, yeah. And then there's there's like other parts where it is like beach beach. But I'm like, oh, I don't need to go there. I'll just go where you <laughs> like sit and watch. So you know, it's cute. But I will say, I'm surprised at how cold it gets here in LA. 
in the evenings. In the evenings, I guess, especially because I'm by water. That probably. So I'd be like, to... it's sweater weather over here. Shoot. I know it's deceiving because it's hot during the day and sunny, but then it gets pretty chilly. Yeah. Soon, <laughs> soon as that sun goes down. But anyways, I'm living, I'm living the life here in LA, Long Beach, you know. It's, yeah, it's good. Checking things out. Why not? You know, Mariah's. I, yeah, I have to come down and check out Long Beach. I've been to the airport briefly and that's it. Oh, you did? To pick someone up and that was it. I didn't look around or anything. <laughs> There's not much to do there. It's just like, it's literally like a strip mall is the airport. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> um, but yeah, and luckily Mariah's not been doing too much. So I like, she hasn't been distracting me from what mm-hmm. what's really going on. So, I mean, we have Michael Mott coming up a little later, but we're also going to talk about the Where I Belong video because I think it's officially on the YouTube now. On Buster's page. Yes. Official. YouTube official now. Mm-hmm. There's a little behind the scenes. So we'll get into that momentarily. But, yeah. um, oh, oh, we were also talking about um, the QAnon conspiracy with Mariah. We'll give an oh yes yes we'll give an update we'll give an update for the people <laughs> an address but it, but here's the thing with the QAnon update is that they're telling us and we already know it's not not fake but the QAnon's brainwashed oh they're not going to read the statement oh honey they're wild they're wild 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 <laughs> they're completely outrageous but yeah. um you know I guess Mariah's on their on their list of people do they have <laughs> yeah. a list they have a list of, of celebrities or something. Um, well, Mariah's on it, whatever the list is. I don't know. You know, because Mariah stays relevant one way or another. Yes. She's, she's, um, transcended into QAnon. That's how relevant she is. Exactly. Um, hey, uh, do you know what happened since we last uh, spoke? DMX left us. Oh, that's right. That's right. And remember on Mariah's anniversary, she was, she was just posting about, she was listening to his tracks. Yeah. I mean, I know. A loss of an icon. I know, DMX. Yeah. He's one of those characters for a while. Well, he always had some good music. He, I'd be bumping. I'd be bumping it. Yeah, RIP. Yeah, definitely. And you know that. Did they ever do anything together, Mariah and him? I don't think so, but I bet it would have been did, good. Right? That it would have been good, yeah. but there's there was that clip floating around on the social media from like the Rainbow Days, you know, when mm. Mariah used to carry around her big like CD booklet when you mm-hmm. had like CDs, and she was showing you know the interviewer all the CDs that she listened to. She has like all this like hardcore rap and everything, and she's like, oh, and this is DMX, and she takes it out. <laughs> she's like, you should listen to this. Oh, it really? was a funny <laughs> moment. Yes. Very funny because you you know people oh. think I don't know like what they think Mariah listens to, but she listens to everything. Hmm. Well, R.I.P. DMX. I know it's sad situations. Sad yeah. situations. Um. Well, let's pivot. There's been some good situations too. So we mentioned that Mariah got the African American Film Critics Association Innovator Award, right? And we actually finally have the speech. And it's hard to find, but we tracked it down. So we're going to play it for you guys. Yeah. And I haven't heard the whole thing yet. So we're getting like a live, a live moment, I guess. 
You've heard it, Dan. Is that right? Yes, I heard it. Um, it's a lengthy speech, but it's really good. She hits all the right points and she's an innovator. So they gave her enough time. Like, that's the thing now that they're doing these award shows sort of, uh, you know, via Zoom or uh, virtually, they mm-hmm. they can time these things out. So no one's ever going to get like music is not going to play them off the stage. Right. Like, it's been you can edit. it's, you know, it's been edited perfectly. So. Um, let's take a listen. Okay, and if you want to go listen to it again, it's on Instagram. Um, the profile is Dior Sova. I think he works for Mariah, and he's posted like the whole thing. So let's take a listen. With the AFCA Innovator Award. If this kid makes it, it's going to be a miracle. Those are the words I heard a cop say after I survived my first violent storm. I was six years old. In the midst of that turmoil, God gave me a lifeline made of vision, music, and faith. Because Lord knows there would be many more storms ahead. But through it all, I never let go of that rope of faith. Now faith is the assured expectation of things hoped for, the evidence of things yet unseen. Hebrews 11 and 1. It is an honor to be recognized as an innovator, because in my experience, when you have holes in your only pair of shoes and are existing on a dollar a day, choosing between food and a subway ride, when you are the only one who believes in your vision for yourself, you better get to innovating. Faith without works. I would say my first innovation was creating myself. And for me, writing, music, creativity, was how I survived, how I validated my existence. I, like so many African-American artists, we create out of necessity, out of pain, out of hardship. We create out of having nothing, nothing but the ability to believe. And that is the power. That is the blessing. That is the ultimate emancipation. This past year has been a testament to that ability to believe. In 2020, we lived through some harrowing experiences. And by the way, it's always been harrowing, but still such beauty came from it. Just look at the rich stories and the absolute genius that came from the black creative community. It is humbling and affirming to be among such brilliant company. Congratulations to all the recipients. You inspire me so much. Thank you for your incredible work. And thank you to the AAFCA for this distinction to place me among the visionaries of previous Innovator Award recipients, to the brilliant Kenny Leon, Ruth Carter, and Ava DuVernay. Oh my gosh, I have no words. I'd like to dedicate this award to all our loved ones and family members who ascended sooner than we could prepare for this year, who we have yet to get justice for, who we couldn't send home in the way we're used to. And on a very personal note, my cousin Vinny, Lavinia Cole, who I really wish could have lived to read my memoir, The Meaning of Mariah Carey. Her recollections called my ancestors forward, who I know carried me that process. And finally, here's to having faith in the future. Them kids rock and roll, my greatest innovation and inspiration. 
and to all our bold, beautiful black futures. We are all miracles because against all odds, we made it and made great work. For if we have faith as a mustard seed, nothing is impossible unto us. Oh, and by the way, that's Matthew 17, 20. I'm not trying to take publishing from the good book. Love you, appreciate you, and enjoy you. Good night. All right. Special guest Mariah Carey, we forgot to mention. <laughs> Thanks for making an appearance. <laughs> now that was that was a lengthy speech, but it wasn't it so good? Like it really was structured so well. She talks about, you know, the history, she talks about the future, them kids. And, you mm-hmm. know, all all of the the good words from the book, the Bible. And justified why, she, and justified why she's an innovator. Why exactly. She, exactly. Just thank yous. She's like, here's why I'm getting the award. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she deserves it. I like the way she said people who died, people who ascended. I think I'm going to borrow that. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's very classy. It is. Very sophisticated. She's too too sophisticated for me. Yeah, she has the thesaurus out for that one. <laughs> no, but when you look at Mariah, all of Mariah's great speeches, you know, we're very accustomed to the artists of the decade or even the Billboard one, uh, the Icon Award and all of that. Those are all great and like perfect for like made for TV with a huge audience. This one is more like even the setting that she's in just like on the couch at home, just like she's talking to you like real and direct. Mm-hmm. It's like very, yeah. um, you know, intimate. Humbling. And, yeah. and humbling. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, well, yeah, we love a good speech around here. Absolutely. I'm, I just, I'm so upset that there's not, it's like not out there for people to watch in full, like on the YouTube and, and stuff oh, like yeah. that, you know? It's hard to track down, I know. Yeah. It should be on television. Exactly. Let the people know. Yeah. Let the people see. Let the people hear what Mariah's really talking about. Uh-huh. Exactly. Um, but yay for her. That's a good one. That's a good get. Yes. To be getting. Absolutely. I guess another good get is, even though, you know, we've said what we've said about it, the Where I Belong video and song are doing fairly well. Yeah. People like it. I guess they're bopping out. The video is on YouTube. It has like 8 million views. It is also, I think it's like the third most added song on the radio. Uh Um, I forget. Well, that's the thing. It's added to radio. So let's see what it does. Let's see what the people think of it. I mean, here's the thing. If you are listening just to the song, you're like, okay, this is a groove. I'm bopping. But, you know, the video. All right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> by the way um i was at the like convenience store the other day here in la and they're playing save the day on the radio Ooh, that's a good one i heard it in the wilderness by myself yeah. <laughs> out in the nature <laughs> in nature in the wild yeah <laughs> yeah and it, and it wasn't me at, that played it <laughs> yeah and it wasn't at a homosexual establishment either <laughs> yeah allegedly we don't know we don't know who they are I don't know who runs it, but um, yeah. Yeah, but I was like, okay, that's interesting. It is getting out there. People are hearing it. Yeah, that's good, you and know. <laughs> I was jamming out in the store. Yeah, for sure. It's different when somebody else plays it. Yeah, because then you, then you feel like a validation, right? 
(laughs) (laughs) And that's what it all boils down to. Like other people hear it. It means something. Yeah. Down for it. And there's also, um, there's also going to be the behind the scenes video making of the video. I'm sure that's just going to be as enthralling as the video itself. I'm sure. Wait, where did you hear this? I haven't heard that. I saw it on, on Buster Rhymes's Twitter. There's like, he has like, it's like a minute and a half. I don't know if there's going to be like a full behind the scenes or if that's just it, but he's showing people behind the scenes, but it's like, okay, well, the behind the scenes looks very similar to the in front of the scenes. So what (laughs) scenes are we getting here? What's happening? Are we behind the scenes? Are we in front of the scenes? Because it's just like, literally, you're just standing there on a stage with some lights. I know. But either way, let's see what the concept is. Let's see if, you know, if the general people are picking up what Busta and Mariah are putting down 18 years later. Yeah, let's um, get into like the uh, artistic thought process behind this video. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Like, let's get into a very um, (laughs) in-depth. Now that we're academics. Right. Now that we know everything. Um, but either way, either way, the video's doing well. I'm glad people are liking it. The radio's going to start playing it. So cheers, toast, mm-hmm. bravo. Um, okay, do we have a, an action plan for if it goes to number one? Is it going to be her 20th? It absolutely is. Look, We're going to count it? Absolutely. Look at how all <laughs> of those, all those chart hits that like Nicki Minaj has or even Ariana Grande for whatever, like, if they're featured, it's it counts for you. So mm. if Mariah's mm-hmm. featured, it counts for her. You're so, right. You're yeah, right. that's how we're gonna play that game. Yeah, we're gonna ride this wagon till the wheels come off. Oh, I will jump on the that train and ride it like I was like rooting for this song from day one. I'll be like, yeah, I told yes, y'all. Yes. <laughs> we waited eighteen years for this. <laughs> Where have y'all been? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyways, I do hope it gets it gets some good traction and, and people need to hear Mariah again. So it's all good. Yeah, it's in time for summer too. Summer's around the corner here in America. So that's right. That's right. Um, speaking of summer, there is this new song I've been jamming out to called The One That I Choose by our friend Michael Mott, which is very uh-huh. much a summer bop. I've yes, already been jamming out to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well, let's take a quick break, and we're going to be joined by friend of the show, Michael Mott. He's a new EP out. We're going to talk Mariah. We're going to talk all the things, catch up with him, see how he's doing. So stick around for that. Do you have a great idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? You need to know about Anchor.fm. Anchor has created tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so we can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Best of all, it's completely free. So take the first step. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. (laughs) 
The Mariah Report is made with the support of listeners like you. Help keep the show going and thriving by joining patreon.com slash the Mariah Report. Get bonus content, videos, and the after show. Monthly subscriptions start at $2 a month. Cancel anytime. For more information, go to www.patreon.com slash the Mariah Report. All right, welcome back. And as promised, our special guest is here today, friend to the show, Michael Mott. Welcome yes. back. Yay. Hi. Welcome, welcome, here welcome. To play you my music right here live. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. having me. My favorite <laughs> podcast of all time. I'm a super fan. I listen to everyone. I text you after episodes and you're like, cool. Thumbs up. <laughs> well, you have a new album coming out this Friday, so we had to have you back on to tell yes. us all about it. Yes. Last time you were on the show was a few years ago. You also had an album out then, but we were recording on a rooftop and it rained on us and you got cut off a That's little right. too soon. That's right. Wow, you guys so now have we're good memories. I don't remember the rain part of that. Yes, we were on the roof. We sang the <laughs> roof. It was when my album Abandoned Heart had come out. But now today, my EP, The Only One, is out. So I appreciate you having me here. Well, congratulations. I'm a big fan of it. I'm a big fan. Thank you for listening. Did you like it? Oh, loved it. Loved it. It's a, there's bops here, honey. There's bops. <laughs> Come on. How many, how many songs do I have to put out for people to b- start believing I write bops too? I mean, I, listen, I believe you. I already know. So there's bops, there's vocals, there's all kinds of things. All kinds yes, of things. Yes, I want I your full it. review. I need your full review. Well, we're going to talk. We're going to talk that, but let's okay. talk a little lamb talk before we get into okay, okay, the, okay. the new EP from Michael Mott. Let's get into Mariah talk first. So tell us your favorite moments from what she was serving us last year. Oh my gosh. The book, like what's a standout moment? Oh, I mean, I love the book. I thought the book, I think the book is one of the best things she's ever done. I've actually just gone back and been re-listening to it. But between the book and the rare, I mean, she has served us this entire quarantine. Between the book, the rarities, the performances. I mean, I think COVID is one of the best things that could happen to Mariah Carey. Because honestly, the no, seriously, these performances that we get at home, that's exactly what she should be doing at all times. Just mm-hmm. be in that mm-hmm. little closet studio, sing, have your Daniel Moore play his thing, have his wife film him, edit it together in iMovie and call it a day. Like, give me those vocals in that closet. I don't need anything Boom. else. It's perfect. Yes. I'm yes. obsessed yes. that she did the always me, my baby, my baby. <laughs> Just said, always me, my baby. Baby. It's the Mariah Carey Moira Rose remix. Um, no, but the Always Be My, my Baby. Why can't I say that right now? I keep on tongue tied over that. Always Be My spent. Baby. I am. I'm obsessed with that. And I'm also obsessed with the Make It Through the Rain, the Make It Happen and Through the Rain medley. Yeah. Make It Through uh, the Rain. Yeah. What so about, it what the, about the extended <laughs> seven minute version of the We Belong Together that she did for oh my Valentine's gosh. Day? Was that like iconic or what? It was so unexpected. I wish there was a video of the entire thing. Right. You know what I mean? All like, like, like after the song ends and she's just like riffing and running. I was like, that's what so I want. So good. Be. I keep on hearing when it, after We Belong Together ends and it goes into the outro, I'm always waiting for her to sing Seasons of Love. Oh. Mm. Listen, listen to that chord. It, that, the, the chord progression. It's literally like 525,000. I'm just waiting for it. The entire okay. Time. Now I'm going to have that uh-huh. stuck in my head. You, cause I don't hear those things. You hear those types of things, but now I'm going to like pay attention for it. Listen to it. 
and it'd be an epic remix. On that topic, what are your thoughts on Out Here on My Own? Love. Love. I think it's Love. one of the best things, actually, she's ever recorded, to be completely honest. Mm. I think it's up there. It could go in the category of Open Arms, Lead the Way, A Never Too mm-hmm. Far, Whenever You Call Moment. I love that it's stripped down. Reflections. I can hear it, like, uh-huh. see it in, in that world. Really like an Open Arms, Reflections, Out Here on My Own moment. You know, it, it does sound a, like the most organic of her songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Produced, processed. In a different way than something like Mine Again, which she was uh-huh. saying was mm. organic. Which, I, I mean, I guess it is. It's, it's organic for the style and genre that Emancipation was. But I think Out Here on My Own has just a completely different, like real natural organic vibe that I, mm-hmm. I, I miss. I really love. Yeah, we do. Okay, Michael. So last time you were on the show, like I mentioned, you were cut off a little early. So we're going to do a little bit of the meaning of Michael Mott. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We did not make it through the rain on that interview. <laughs> so remind us, where are you from? In, are you from New York City? I'm from upstate New York, which is about four and a half hours away from Manhattan. And how far from Long Island is that adjacent? Um, about five and a half hours, six hours. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. If you tell someone actually, if you tell someone who's actually from upstate, like Westchester, that I'm from upstate, they're like, no, you're from yeah. central. But to us, I'm from upstate New York. But it's more central. It's by Syracuse. Oh, okay. All right. You know, I lived in New York for like nine years. I still have no idea where any of that is. So bless my heart. Bless it's okay. My heart. You're not missing anything. Yeah, you're not <laughs> in my mind, anything. it's all Long Island. Correct. That's right. Right. If, did Mariah live there or not? Because if she didn't, then I really don't know she it. She did not. I don't need to know it. There's no walking tour. She came through once in her entire career. She came through once for the Emancipation Mimi tour. She was touring everywhere during that album. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was oh, big. Wow. It was huge. Did you get to that show? No, I was, I was actually in Virginia at the time. I was, when I was an actor, I was performing in Virginia, so I never got to see her there. Oh, but I saw her. And what were you, what were you performing in? Uh, I had just, uh, I was actually a senior in college or maybe a junior. I was a junior in college and it was the summer and I was performing at Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. In what? Viva Italia or Holiday in Roma, one of the Italian shows. Okay. That's exciting. My Italian American. I did the stereotypical like, hey, how you doing? How you doing? I'm Vinny from over here. You know, that guy. Oh, uh-huh. you do that very well. Very In the well. Italian show, I did, I did my stereotypical. Well, it's my whole family. My father is Tony Soprano. So. Mm-hmm. Then it works out. And when did you move to, when did you move to the city? Uh, in 2007, when I graduated college, I moved in with my best friend still, but he was my roommate for years, Jeremy Jordan, who's now a big Broadway and television star. Um, we lived together in Sunnyside, New York, for two years. Then he got married. Uh-huh. And... Um, I moved in with an ex at the time. May he rest in peace. And here we are now. Wait, did he <laughs> legit die? I don't talk to him, so I don't know. In this COVID world, it could have happened. <laughs> His mother still loves everything I post on social media, so we love her. Well, that's sweet. So, Michael, before COVID happened, you were involved in the Broadway scene and that world of producing and songwriting and productions. Tell us what the experience has been like since it was completely shut down for you. It's just beyond sad because my industry is not going to come back until like, what is it? 75% of the population is vaccinated because Mm -hmm. people are not going to sit in a 
crowded theater. It's just not going to happen. And you can't sustain these shows cost millions and millions of dollars to produce. And you can't sustain running at 50% capacity. It's just not possible. So something has to be done. And in my view, I really do think that um, a lot of the like niche New York shows are going to last. I feel like the big tourist shows like Phantom of the Opera in Chicago, I I mean, I hope they continue to run forever and ever, but I I just don't see how those shows are going to stand the test of time during COVID. But I completely hope I'm wrong. I just think that theater has to kind of be reinvented to appeal to the New Yorkers who are here. How do you get the people living here to go see the shows? Because Mm -hmm. tourism is not going to sustain. A lot of theater is sustained by tourists. That's how theater thrives. Mm -hmm. And I mean, look at the restaurant industry and the hotel industry. There's theater has contributes billions of dollars Mm -hmm. every year to the economy here. And it brings in more than all of the sports combined in the tri-state area. So the, the New York theater scene is we really have to figure out they have to figure out what they are doing to come back because I don't feel like enough is being done. So I have so many friends unemployed right now. Yeah, I think the the whole the whole theater industry has really like it's been silenced yes. by, you know, the yep. powers that be. And there's no help, even though it contributes yes. so much. People are so unaware of how many people work. And it's not just the actors. It's everybody behind the scenes. It employs so many people, the people who work at the theater, the people who work for the, you know, the show. The hotel. It's a, yeah, everything. It's really big and it really sucks that they have gotten no help and assistance this entire time. They're just like, well, you know, we're closing up shop. It's unbelievable. And it's like, yeah, I mean, the only help that I've seen, and I don't even know the theater industry like you do, but it's all the theater industry helping each right. other get through it. But there's nothing from the bigger, you know, people in charge. Exactly. My friend Jeff Whiting, who is just a brilliant director, he um, opened a studio called Open Jar Studios, which is the largest rehearsal studio in all of Manhattan. And they opened about a year before COVID hit. And then COVID hit and no one's renting rehearsal Mm. studios. So what did he do? He called all of the Broadway costume designers and wardrobe people and wardrobe supervisors that he knew, and he put together a stitching team of about 500 people that would stitch COVID gowns and was hired by the state of New York to stitch COVID gowns. And he made, I think it was like 75,000 hand-stitched gowns for the Mm -hmm. state of New York. And he turned his entire rehearsal studio into a factory like it's 1920 again. It's wild. So, I mean, that's well, the yeah, people that, goodness. yeah, I mean, he's so inspiring to me, but just this industry is exactly what you said. It's everyone helping each other. And I don't really know of any other entertainment industry that is like the theater industry. It is very like, strap up your boots and go do it yourself. You know, it's very grassroots. Are you seeing any glimmer of hope now that we're a year right. into it? Do you see signs of recovery happening? I do. I do. I think. Honestly, I think a lot of actors and theater makers are the ones leading the charge. I don't know if you guys know the mm-hmm. musical Moulin Rouge, but Karen Olivo just posted a video a couple of days ago. Um, and it was literally her talking about why she's not returning to the show, um, why she wants to build a better industry and why humanity is better and more important than mm-hmm. lining her pockets. And there's people like that, um, Eden Espinosa, who is one of the Alphabas and Wicked, just went on a full tirade against the actors union. There's just a lot of people standing up and I see a lot of these leading ladies 
and um, just putting their their money where their mouth is and really trying to make the industry better and safer and more inclusive. And so I stand with them and I stand with all of my fellow theater makers to make this industry the best it can be and make everyone seen and valued and heard and supported. So what does that look like? Like more like sick pay benefit? I think, I think, well, I honestly think that the theater world is, I got to be careful mm. with what I'm saying here, but I think that it is a little bit mm. antiquated and a lot of practices are outdated. And um, that's not really so much a secret, but, you know, a show like Hamilton, which is so cutting edge in so many ways. If you listen to that, a lot of that was being done in the pop world in like 2008. You know what I mean? And like the theater world is blown away. And it don't get me wrong. Hamilton's amazing. Lin-Manuel's amazing. Alex Lacamoire, who did a lot of that work on that show musically, is incredible. And I'm not putting any of those people down. I think they're all phenomenal. But it's not as groundbreaking as the theater world is trying to make it to be. It's groundbreaking maybe on stage like in musical theater, of course. But yeah, but right. like if you listen to to a record from 2008, a lot of those sounds and samples mm -hmm. were used back then. So I just feel like the theater world, they're like blown away by so many things that are antiquated, you know? Um, and just because it hasn't been done before on stage, it's it's amazing and it's so like eye-opening to the theater industry, mm -hmm. which is great. I'm not knocking that again, but I do think that we just kind of need to like get it together and step into this century, you know? Um, when do you think we're going to be seeing Mariah's Christmas show on stage again? Oh, well, first of all, how good was the Apple special? Amazing. I want to see it on stage. I <laughs> loved it. Sleigh Ride? Sleigh Ride? Amazing. Okay, Slay I am here for Sleigh Ride. Uh -huh. It is on repeat along with Out Here on My Own. Two of my favorite things. All year round. Yeah, absolutely. Sleigh Ride is like, on repeat in my it's uh, every every other day why every are we not day. listening why is that it, i didn't even know i needed that <laughs> how is that not number one on the charts already thank you. <laughs> thank you yeah that was like that was opening up that special with Brilliant. that song i was i was literally my jaw was like on the floor i, know. I was like Girl, and she's giving you she, vocals she's doing it yeah honestly yeah. I, I would love to see the christmas show i will say I want the Apple special to be turned into a stage musical mm -hmm. that is like that becomes yes. a staple. Like we love the Christmas show. We saw it. I mean, I've seen you guys at every single Christmas Pretty show much, every yeah. year. But okay, we're I'm good. Like I've seen it enough. Like by the right. second year, I was like, okay, it's the same thing as last year. We're mm -hmm. good. Just different gowns, beautiful gowns. Um, yeah, I, 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 I am, <laughs> I'm good. So now it's like, okay, you stepped it up with this Apple special. Now, Madison Square Garden, seeing that Christmas show at Madison Square Garden was like the highlight for me. Great. It couldn't have been better than that. Don't need to see it again. I'm mm -hmm. good. So let's mm -hmm. let's turn mm -hmm. that Apple special into a Mariah musical magical moment every Christmas. Yes, absolutely. I concur. I concur. Because it's like now it's time to elevate the stage production. Thank you. Because... I want the gowns. I want the hair. I want the makeup. I want sleigh ride song. Mm -hmm. I want that soundtrack on stage. I want the trees. I want the lights. I want everything. I want Faith Hill to go over there. And then I need Where Are You Christmas? <laughs> I need Mariah to do my song, Christmas Will You Stay? Thank you so much. Oh, yes, yes, yes. 
I need all the Mariah. Yeah. Christmas so we love we we love the Christmas special. It was amazing. Uh, you know, Mariah also released an album, The Rarities, which we talked a little bit with out here on my own. Is that your favorite song, or were there any other songs from that album that really like caught your ear and like, oh wow, and like blew I, you away? I gotta say, I was so excited to hear the Lover Boy firecracker sample. Mm. Um, and it's good, but I think I prefer the original. And I don't know. I think it like yeah, hits harder. Like it's fine. It's cute. The original, like with no the um. Okay, sorry. So Firecracker. Firecracker is good, but yeah. the cameo version, I think, is better. Ah, uh, okay. It's just harder. I'm yeah. It's grittier. I've been enjoying Firecracker more. It's it's weird. Okay. <laughs> as as a year okay. has done. You know, it's. The land's taste levels, they are all around. So it's yeah. here for everybody. Yeah, there's but nothing I wrong with that. Hearing, hearing that original Firecracker was definitely a surprise because I didn't think we were ever going to hear ever. it. Ever. I really love Mesmerized. Mm-hmm. Love Mesmerized. I need her to do more of that organic jazz influence. I love Lullaby of Land. So good. So good. So I'm, yeah, the, I'm so I think happy. the whole thing is really, really great. It's well done. Very well done. All the photos. Gorgeous. <laughs> I've heard from you guys that the Love vinyl it. is like the best vinyl ever because the photos are so beautiful. Yes. Yes, it really is. It really is. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Maybe my favorite Mariah. Actually, here's my least favorite Mariah <laughs> moment through all of quarantine. When okay. she opened up her vinyls and handled them like I was like, Mariah, that what are you? <laughs> why are you holding yeah, that like that? Don't touch it like that. <laughs> First of all, your fingerprints are all over them. <laughs> they gave me anxiety. It's be horrible. I had anxiety watching them. Yes, it, I think every lamb like went into heart attack mode <laughs> when she was just flopping them around. I'm like, girl. But speaking of putting out an album in the middle of a pandemic, you just are doing that right now. Mariah did it, you know, 2020, but now you're doing it with the, your EP that's released today on all streaming platforms. Yes, the, the only one. Eyes and all of that. The only one is out now. I hope everyone goes and listens. Now, when did this album get, get conceived? Was it before the pandemic or during? Like, what was the process? During. I started writing it in the end of August 2020. So it's actually very fast. Wow. It came yeah. together oh, wow. in like six. I mean, it's been eight months now since it was released, but it was done about six months. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and then once right. it's done, then you, you know, you have to upload it. A month early there's like a lot of stuff that happens for those who don't know the process but it took about six months and i fully immersed myself in it uh, what what happened is that i was in a relationship and the relationship ended oh and i was devastated because it was some with someone that i thought i'd be with for a very long time and mm. i yeah it's actually it's very sad <laughs> to be completely honest but i'm okay now um i just really kind of took the time. Yeah, which Mariah songs were you going to? What were you, what were you playing? Um, butterfly. Oh, it's oh. always butter. It's always butterfly. Always for me. I always use butterfly. Uh, to go. Butterfly is. It's the. It's to me. It's, it's the go to the breakup. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those yeah. lyrics literally encompass everything. Yeah. And now you have the club mixes too. Exactly, but I was never feeling a club mix. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, okay. To each their own. To each their own. No, I was never feeling a club mix when I was sad. When I'm happy, it's great. Oh, right, right, right. But okay. in that moment, I was just like, give me a piano ballad in a minor key. Thank you. That's all I need. Um, yeah. Well, obviously, we love the breakup album around here. I know. Album, I know. <laughs> I know. So yours fits right in, I guess. 
Well, that makes me happy. Yeah. Well, what, what's amazing is, to be honest, like, I've never... So first of all, let me say this. I am not trying to be a pop star with this album. That is not my goal. I'm not trying to compete with a Sam Smith or be the... I keep on saying the um, male irrelevant Taylor Swift. That's not my point with this <laughs> album. Um, I am fortunate enough to have a musical theater fan base, and they expect me to put out music. And this was something I was going through, and I thought, well, I wrote this for myself to heal. And I wrote this because I needed this. And as I was sitting down and writing and creating, I just saw a pattern emerge and a story emerge. And I was like, I'm writing my experience. So let me actually write in the pop idiom, right? For my, for, cause I love pop music, but then let me cast it and use myself and Blaine Krause, who stars in Hamilton on Broadway as my love interest. And then Sierra Renee, who is Elsa in Frozen, Broadway's Frozen. And Pia Toscano, who uh, was a standout on American Idol about 10 years ago. And I said, let me cast Blaine and myself and then Pia and Sierra as sort of the narrators and do something that is sort of like a theatrical uh, narrative that kind of has an arc from A to Z. However, it'll be a pop song. And if you just listen to a song on its own, you can enjoy that. But if you listen in order, which is how it's intended, you get the full arc and the full scope. So I've never, this is the first project I've ever actually put my own money into. This is the first thing that I've ever said, okay, I'm going to like do this for me. It's my passion project. It's not for a producer. It's not for a show. It's me. It's, this is what I need to heal. And I'm going to do this. And I went all out. I, I mean, I, I was a part of every graphic, every cover every music video that we've shot and i'm so proud of all of the work i think for me and i say this not egotistically i think it's the best work i've ever put out and i'm super mm -hmm. super super proud of it and i'm super proud of to have met the wonderful producer six foot five who produced the whole ep with me and he co-wrote three of the songs with me he's genius Listen, I'm a big fan of this EP as well. Yes. It really is so cohesive. Thank you. I remember when I first heard the the first single you put out, the one that I choose. I I mean, bopping <laughs> all day, all night. Yes. It's so infectious. It almost makes you feel like, like I wouldn't necessarily just from the vibe, the energy of it, necessarily think it's this whole thing is coming from a place of heartbreak. Well, here's the thing. You that know? was the last thing I wrote. So I, Cry For You is the first thing I wrote for the album. And then I wrote Empty Eyes. And as I was kind of putting it together, I thought, huh, well, what if first I was going to sing Cry For You? And then I was going to sing Empty Eyes. And then I thought, well, I can't just write this all for myself. And then I wrote Lost In Love with Carson, with Six Foot Five. We wrote that together. And then James's song I had, but it was part of something else, which I'll talk about one day. And then I said, okay, this needs actually, I'm going to piece this out as a narrative. And I'm going to, start from a place of we just met we're happy we're in love and that's when i wrote the one that i choose hmm. and so i, I made well, it i love that oh, i'm one. so happy thank you well michael we're running out of time here but if you like stick around and join us for the after show but yes don't forget everybody listening michael's new album is ep is out now the only one and michael you're gonna play us a song yes for dan oh, your favorite one i will play the one that I choose. Hey, it's my favorite one is too, it? by the way. Do you like the music video? Isn't the music video so fun? <laughs> Real it good. is. Real I, again, the music video matches the uh, fun, so upbeat, happy. like happy energy of it. Yes. So it's it's yeah. amazing. I You've outdone yourself, Michael. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah, and we're going to put the links in the description too, so people can find thank it easily. Thank you, thank you guys so much for having me on here. Like I said, I found out it's my favorite podcast, and it's always my favorite stop on the promo tour. Uh, well, we love having you on, and uh, stick yes. around. We're going to do the show. And everybody, thanks for listening. Make sure you check out Michael Mott's new album, and we'll see you guys next thank week. Thank you. Bye bye. Springtime, white wine, drink me in. Eyes me, hearts beat, we begin. From the moment we met, we belong together. Emancipated everything I do. I'm hedging every bet, we can last forever. Baby, me and you. Tell me that you love me, and I'll say that's alright. Show me that I'm messing with the love of my life There's nothing that I wouldn't do to keep me close to you You're the 